Welcome to The Sweetest Little Life, where we are connecting the mind, body, and soul for women in business. This podcast is all about releasing the light in you and becoming the divine inner goddess that you were destined to be. I'm Courtney Hansen, and I'm your host, author, influencer, and coach, and I am so excited to hang with you for the next 30 minutes. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Our Moon Phase course is live. So excited. I have launched the Awaken Academy Goddesses, and this is amazing. I hope you join our tribe. The first course that we released is for $99 at an introductory price. And what you're getting is all eight cycles and how to connect it to manifestation. So how to truly tap in to that cycle with the moon. Our bodies are over 70% water and the moon controls the tide. So why would you think it doesn't control your body if we're water like the ocean? Get ready to make magic with me. This is hands-on and I cannot wait to see you there. Head to the Awaken Academy on my Instagram page at The Sweetest Little Life. In today's episode, we are talking with B. Bosnak, who is a spiritual guide, a yoga instructor, and she is so educated. She does the Thrive Accelerator Mentorship, and she mentors women on how to build self-wealth from the wealth of wisdom and knowledge. She really focuses on shadow work and the somatics and really going in deep. And so today we are going to cover kind of the money mindset and how to shift your energy. We touch a little bit on quantum timelines and how to really set aside time for you, how to truly embody who you were destined to be. So without further ado, I am so excited to welcome B to the show. I am so excited to have you on the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Courtney. Thank you for having me. Yes. So I always like to kick off the show with just a little introduction of your story, your purpose, what brought you to the work that you are doing right now. Great question. I am a yoga and meditation teacher really specializing in somatic work as well as um, the, the, the intricacy of uh, sound healing, as well as uh, looking at different lenses of energetics, as well as the shadow work. Now, shadow work is really where we really fully uh, integrate ourselves with doing the work. Oftentimes, it is the hard work. And I look at the shadow uh, in a way that helps us to really understand what are the root causes of our issues or problems or blockages are really are. Because when we start Start to go into the root and really understand um, not only just on an intellectual level but on an experiential level what is it that is preventing us from the flow the flow of life the ease of life um, life starts to get really really interesting and uh, I've been in the spiritual realm now over a decade I'm also a spiritual business mentor and I mentor women on how to build self-wealth from their wealth of wisdom as well as their knowledge 
And I believe, Courtney, you know, my purpose is ever changing. Um, but really right now in this moment, in this precise moment is to be a conduit to give women permission to show who they are, to be who they are, and to create their, their, their online offerings in a way that is very aligned body on a somatic level as well as on a thought level, on a brain level, to exactly what they are uh, meant to do in this world. So I really uh, teach and lead and mentor and guide women to step up and play big um, and give others permission to, to truly do the same. Mm. I love that. And I love that you provide the space to do that because that definitely is can be really fearful to step into that place of knowing that money truly is energy because we're taught these beliefs from so young, so many of us, that it's a scarcity mindset or that you have to hold on to it so tight instead of that it flows in and it flows out. That's all it is. And so I love that because now we can totally dive into this. And when you said the topic, I was so excited because I think now more than ever as a collective, it's such a beautiful and amazing time that we are capable of truly stepping into that freedom when it comes to money and it comes to uh, really going within to reach that. And a lot of us, I feel, have just been blocked for so very long. So to hear people like you talk who have the wisdom of truly empowering women to know like, hey, like this can be you too is unbelievable and you know it's um it's uncomfortable you know to talk about money um and i think right now we're definitely moving into an era where we have really given ourselves permission to to talk about that but somehow there are these strange stories about money and that's you know the way that i grew up as well and these stories of you know um uh, to, to want money means that you're greedy or money doesn't grow on trees, which it does because money is just paper. Um, we don't have enough <laughs> or uh, we, you know, we need to save money for a rainy day. All of those things, which absolutely does matter. But the scarcity that there is around money, that there isn't enough to go around and this 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 lack mindset and i like to call it also soul set because there's so much more important work that we need to do especially as embodied and empowered feminine leaders is that moving into our soul set of first of all what do you want to do with the money if you're calling in money what is the purpose of that and so first we need to understand why we're actually calling it in so for many people, that could be the sense of freedom. You know, one of the reasons why I wanted to call money in into my life was because I wanted freedom. I wanted to be financially freedom, uh, financially free. And the reason why is because I saw my parents. I grew up with, you know, my mother who was tied to my father. And I come from, uh, I'm from Turkey. So I come from a culture that, um, that, that really uh, is a story of, you know, women are supposed to be at home. Women are mothers, women, women's places in the kitchen, you know, women, they don't have the power to do, you know, whatever they want to do. So I grew up hearing that. 
And I grew up in a household where I would, you know, see my mother, who was always doing the work of taking care of the house and taking care of things, but she never had this 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 freedom in herself, and and because she was very attached to my father, and I and I and I remember very clearly at a very young age, I said to myself, you know what. I do not want to have a life like this. I do not、mm. want to be tied to a man. And you know what? What happened is, you know, never, you know, never say never. Is that I found myself many, many years after that. I found myself in 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 a marriage where I was actually doing the same thing. Isn't that funny how that works out? Yeah, yeah, and so. It was a moment of awakening of oh my goodness! Even though I was working, I was in such a, a place where I relied on another on another being to take care of me. And when that ended, when we parted ways in in a beautiful way, I had to start from scratch. So my journey really started、um, now almost eleven years ago, where I had to pick myself up. It's kind of like the story from having everything that you could ever desire to having zero. I've been through that. I've gone through that of having everything that I could ever desire to having nothing. And because I've been able to do that, any sort of stories that that I hear personally, and I hear many stories of the same thing over and over. You know, it doesn't it doesn't frighten me or it doesn't scare me when I hear women will be. You won't understand. Oh, honey, I will. I will because I've actually been there. And I know what it is to, you know, to 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 be in this lack mindset. But energy is everything, and so I'll sort of tie this up. But the the reason that I was able to change things around for me was first I got clear about why do I even want to make money? What am I going to do with that money? How will I share that money? What will I create with that money? How will I use it as a resource for my purpose, for my dreams, for my for my message? And so, when everything became for the message instead of being about me, everything everything really 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 shifted、uh, for for my life. Because now it wasn't just about me as the actual self, but the the spiritual part of it. The self using the self to really deliver a message and being a conduit to that to to that message and to that healing.、Mm. That is amazing, and I think sometimes the most profound knowledge and experiences comes from kind of God, universe, source, whatever you want to call it, but shaking you kind of upside down and being like, "Okay, we're going to empty this all out. We're going to start from scratch, and we're going to build back up." And being able to just be open through that, and I think really I heard a lot in your story, just about the stillness and the powerful, like just being still in our society that we live in is almost looked down on. Like we live in this hustle mentality that you're like applauded and a poster child for staying busy and for having all these accomplishments. When really we get this. Amazing experience from embodying the femme energy and from being still, and there has to be that balance. And so, when that balance is thrown off, or and we're just in that masculine energy, we're not able to grow and step into our purpose, like you're talking about. And I think, Courtney, one of the main reasons is because、um, 
it's it's scary to do the work which is the shadow right everything we avoid mm. everything we put under the rug everything we deny everything that we are not looking at right so whatever we are rejecting not only on a conscious level but also on a unconscious level is always going to haunt us therefore what I have found in my work, and I've worked with some incredible um, women who have done so many things, who are tapped into their wealth like just incredible, but there is something missing. They are miserable. And so this teaches us that money is not everything, as cliche as it sounds, that there is something happening on a very deep level that is not being looked at. And this is really the work of embodiment. And so embodiment mm. is really the, uh, the expression of, of, of what you are feeling inside. So you could make all the money in the world, but inside, if you are not feeling this sense of worth and if you're feeling guilty or if you are not feeling this, this uh, sense of um, just belief in yourself and if you are not also creating these conditions within yourself that help you to propel, help you to, you know, the word that we keep hearing, up level, right? What does that really mean, leveling up? It's really leveling up in not only your energetic sphere, but also in the way that you are fully embodying who you actually are. And that who, when you understand who she is or who he is, when you really get clear of who am I, what am I put on this earth to do? What is my mission? What is my vision? What is my message? That is, that is really when, when things start to open up for you and you start to create this flow. But flow doesn't happen, you know, <laughs> very quickly. And I think we're also maybe chasing flow or we're chasing ease without wanting to do the deep inner shadow work that is truly what allows you to heal yourself. And when you heal yourself, you heal your business because your business is an expression of who you are. Mm, yes I I am laughing because when you said that we want it you know the instant gratification it's so funny so you're talking about shadow work and I just did a series on the gram um just for beginners to kind of you know experience a little bit of shadow work because I was hoping that maybe it would inspire people to go a little bit deeper so I did like some really you know just intro journal prompts things like that just to get people going and thinking and realizing what shadow work is because so oftentimes people hear shadow and they think bad and it's not bad it just is and so i had this email from this girl who was doing the series with me and she was like you know i'm not feeling any flow and i've been doing it all week so i'm like um well it takes longer than a week but it's just so funny we're just mm -hmm. programmed to such i want it yesterday and it's not working so i'm going to do something else when this is truly a journey and a process and you have to you, i mean it's not on your time that's right because there is a higher there's a higher frequency that is so much bigger than ourselves that everything if you look at it from that perspective everything is on time Everything mm. is on time. And um, like you like you said, you know, the wanting that instant gratification. And I find that for also, um, you know, coming back to the sense of, you know, making money. Like, when is it going to be enough for you to um, to really be grateful for the wealth that you currently have? 
whether that's, you know, if you can't take care of a thousand dollars, what makes you think that you can take care of ten thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars? So we tend to we tend to say to ourselves, well, if I have this, then I'll be happy. If I have this, I will be happy. But yet you you do have it now. Right. Or perhaps you're on your way to have it there. And if we're not appreciating the money that we already have or the things that we already have or the health that we already have, if we don't sit in gratitude and if we don't sit in appreciation, no matter what kind of milestone we want to hit, when we get there, we're going to be like, wait, is this it? Because I don't know about you, Courtney, but that happened to me, too. You know, I had this idea where, oh, hitting six figures, you know, was a huge, huge milestone. And I was just chasing, 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 chasing. Finally, I got there and I literally sat there and I was like, I looked at my bank account and I was like, am I supposed to feel something else here? <laughs> like, what is happening here? And the same thing started to happen the more, the more, the more is that, you know, it's like we're chasing, we're trying to chase a feeling according to this currency we see on our bank statement or we hold in our hand. But the current, which is the energy behind the currency, is what needs to be completely shifted. I'm getting chills just, just talking about this. But when that yeah. current is shifted, whether you have a thousand in your account or a million in your account, you are no longer attached to the number because you are now detached. You know, this is more of the, the Buddhist approach of, of non-attachment that whether, you know, it happens or it doesn't happen, you are okay. Cause you got yourself, you've got yourself, you've done the work, you've moved through the shadow and now you are in that light because it's the same thing. The light and the shadow is the same thing <laughs> when we really look yes. at it and Love clarity. Yes. So those are some questions that we really need to ask ourselves. How, how is my current behind this currency that I'm trying to attain? Yeah. I think it's really important to, to be able to celebrate those milestones because so often, I mean, I'll never forget it when I was, was years ago. I was like 24 or 25. And I've always been an entrepreneur and I had this woman and I didn't order for her at the time of what I was selling. And I brought it to her and she's like, you know, I've noticed something about you. And she goes, I don't know if you'll ever be happy. You're going to be so successful, but I don't know if you're going to be happy. And I was like, huh, why? And she had, she was like, well, because as soon as you get whatever goal you're on, you just move on to the next one. Like it's, it was nothing like it was never even a goal. And for some reason that stuck with me so much that, you know, years later, I still remember the conversation so vividly because it was like, God, until I got in my thirties, that's exactly what I would do. I was like a bull just kind of plowing through getting to whatever I needed to get to. And it was like, I was attached to everything. The energy was so low frequency because I didn't understand. It was just that, okay, I got this. Now I need to get this, or now I need to get this. It's like my timeline that I need to stick to, or I'm not going to be happy. But like when we let that go, like you were talking about, it's amazing when we can really truly let go of the attachment and the idea that we have and find out how to that experience that joy right here, right now. Because the universe is just sitting there waiting to give us whatever we want, but we have to be in the space to receive it. And so often we're blocking ourselves and just in our own way when it comes to money. 
We, we definitely are our greatest limitation, but at the same time, we are also our greatest possibility. The question is, yes. how do we get into that portal of possibility? Because you see, we're so abundant, you know, life is so abundant, earth is so abundant that we can all win. And those of us who dare to take a risk, who dare to do the uncomfortable, who dare to look into those shadows of what is happening here? Why do I keep repeating the same thing? Why do I keep attracting the same thing? Why do I keep, you know, making excuses of, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not whatever enough. And to really go deep in deepest area to the ocean. And once you've gone that deep, Courtney, there is nothing you cannot face because you have, you have sat there right before the shadow and you have sat there with yourself. You know, this is also um, uh, mirror work. When you do mirror work and you look at yourself, you look into your eyes. Maybe you play a beautiful music and you look into your eyes for three to five minutes. If someone's never done this, it's, it will be quite uncomfortable. But then as all things are, and that's how we grow is to face the uncomfortable. You look at yourself and you see that little girl or that little boy. And you start to understand that what you are chasing what you were speaking of, right? What you are chasing is really to be loved, to be free, to be heard, to feel validated. But when you know how to do that for yourself in your adult body, and you take care of that little child, that little girl, that little boy, and you start to reparent that little child, and you start to allow that little child to still have a place in your life, but she or he is no longer the, the actual person that's part of this cosmic game. Now you are the adult, but you're still, that child is still coming out, right? She's still there or he's still there, still comes out. But you are now placing that child in, in, a, in a position, I got you, you are with me, but let me now lead the way in my adult body. And when you heal that little child and the stories and the patterns and the unconscious um, inherited belief system, you've definitely got something huge to work there with. But most of us, we are fearful of the shadow. But it's not that scary. Mm. It really is not scary. You just have to dare. And when you dare, when you move into that badass archetype, as the feminines we are, I call these two different archetypes, the good girl archetype and the badass archetype. When you move into that badass archetype, that you are ready to face that shadow, you've just now opened a different portal of possibility to yourself. And that is, that is really the essence of, of healing work. That is, it is not linear. It is a journey. It is a journey. You're never going to get up one day and say, okay, I'm healed now. What you will, <laughs> what you will say is, you know what? The same thing that used to trigger me, it no longer phases me. Oh my God, yeah. I'm, I'm no longer angry. I am no longer frustrated. I'm no longer irritated. I kind of smile because God. I've been able to heal that particular trigger. That's what you will definitely be able to say. Yeah. And that's when you experience the flow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I know a lot of people are going to ask, um, and I love to do takeaways for people on things that they can start to practice at home, really in, 
in, but like, what are some things that women and men can do to practice the embodiment, to practice getting out of that mindset of, oh, I have a thousand dollars, but I need a hundred thousand dollars by the end of this year. So how do we step out of that scarcity mindset and step in to starting to actually flow with the energy? So the, the work that I do, um, yoga, meditation, somatic studies, shadow work, really so, so, somatic work, soma means body in, in the Greek language. So everything as human beings, everything that we experience uh, is on a bodily level. So mm-hmm. our, our happiness, our trauma, our memories, our, our, even our thoughts, right? They're all in the body. And in order to, to, to move things around, because if you're in stagnation, right, you're stuck. And a lot of people will use this word, I feel stuck. What they actually mean by that is they don't have, like we're talking, that flow moving through them. There, something is blocking that. And, and the fastest way, so if we're looking for an instant gratification, the fastest way to move energy is by moving your body. So this could be as simple as putting, you know, a, a piece of a beautiful music on and just moving, closing your eyes or, and just moving your body. Okay, like moving your arms, moving your legs, just feeling the flow of the music. Um, this is mm-hmm. called, you know, ecstatic dance. Um, just, just moving that energy. And maybe you can start to look at, well, how does scarcity feel in my body? How does it feel to be stuck instead of immediately wanting to be free? Let's look at how does it feel to be stuck? Where is that stuckness? Is it in my heart? Is it in my chest? Do I feel it in my throat? Do I feel it in my palms? Where do, can I pinpoint that certain stuckness or that certain scarcity, the certain words in this language that I keep using, but where is it in my body? So then we identify that. And if we can identify that, and this could be literally a 10, 15 minute practice, um, then you start to focus all of your energy, your breath, right? Your deep breathing, your conscious breathing, because now you are conscious that you are breathing into that specific part of your body. And as you breathe into that part of your body, you kind of also check in with your posture, you check in with where you are in your mindset, where you are in your heart set, and you start to shift that energy around 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And you just, you just let yourself go. You let yourself go within 10, 15 minutes, you come back, maybe you, you know, do a quick two, three minute meditation practice where you're just observing yourself. And you're feeling what you just moved through, the journey that you just had. On a quantum, uh, on a quantum field, healing can happen in a nanosecond. On a quantum field. Yeah. And then what you can do is then you can sort of seal up your time with yourself. And maybe you start to uh, journal a little bit what came up for you. And then you do that a couple of times a week just to move your body so it becomes this 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 practice of where you are fully embodying your body and you are shifting energy around mm. yeah i i love shaking too i do that um before my workshops just to get people moving and in their body and centered. And it's crazy. The look of people's face when I tell them what we're going to do, if they've never done it before, 
and then how they look afterwards just that like relief feeling uh it's so amazing to actually visualize from you know third person it is yes and and it's you know that's yeah same thing yeah like shaking or certain um kundalini kriyas um mm. certain uh kundalini changed my life yeah i mean kundalini is just it's i oh. mean it's <laughs> it's incredible if you don't do it do it guys <laughs> it really is incredible so there's this uh, kriya called the the breath of joy uh, which is also incredible. I mean, you do that for two, three minutes. I mean, someone who's looking at you probably thinks you're crazy, but you can shift that energy within three minutes just by doing these certain arm movements and certain breath movements. Um, and it, it really is a game changer because you are shifting your frequency. And I think that's one of the things that we tend to lack when we're, when we're in our, our logical mindset, right? Our thinking mindset and we, we change that into more of an embodiment um, frequency. So um, if we're looking at it from the, you know, the quantum field, here's a little example that I like to use. You know, if I'm, if I'm saying to myself, okay, I'm going to affirm and use an affirmation, I'm going to say, I'm wealthy, I'm wealthy, I'm wealthy, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm wealthy, I'm wealthy, I'm abundant. Great. Sounds great, right? But I'm doing it and I'm doing it and I'm doing it, but I don't, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. Nothing is changing because the, the, the language of my brain is thoughts. We know that, right? So I'm, I'm affirming a certain thought. However, my body doesn't believe the thought. And so mm. therefore I cannot align. I cannot attune. I cannot be congruent. And so therefore the language of my body is feelings. So then what I can do is once I get my, my body, my feelings to be attuned with my brain, which is the thoughts, thoughts, feelings connecting together, now I'm having a full-on embodied experience because my body and my brain are both in sync. And when we are not in sync, this is where we feel we have issues, we have problems, we have obstacles, we have walls, because we are not aligned. Yes. I think you just nailed how to connect the mind, body and soul, which is the theme of my podcast. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. <laughs> it's, I, <laughs> that was so well put. And it really is um, practice. I mean, isn't it, Courtney? Yes. It really is. It's, it's, it's just practice. It's practice. And just, you know, if we can just practice the art of showing up, that's all we got to do. So to the listener here, if you can just practice the art of showing up, and maybe that showing up is five minutes today. Maybe that showing up is 10 minutes tomorrow. Maybe that showing up is just listening to the sound of your soul. Maybe that showing up is shaking. Maybe that showing up is dancing. Maybe that showing up is meditation. But it needs to be a, a way that aligns you truly. Yes, and it needs to feel good for you. Um, I love, I absolutely love that you just said that because I think when so often we forget to, we're so busy, especially I mean, mothers, wives, careers, we put everything in front and 
it's really that discipline of just taking the time, like you said, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, I mean, whatever you have, even if it's you're driving and you're just noticing how you're feeling, but like just checking in with your body and making time for you. And it's like, you know, everyone's so, oh, self-care, self-care. And it's like, yeah, that's great. It's fun to get your nails and hair done. That's fun. But self-care is truly this, like going in and taking care of your soul, going in and checking in with yourself. And it's easy. All we have to do is just carve out a few minutes here and there. Absolutely. And also, I think, um, you know, when we look at self-care, we look at it like it is a luxury. And I'm seeing the same thing with rest, which is a part of self, self-care, that rest mm-hmm. is luxurious. And um, I understand that in the beginning, especially if you're creating a business, you know, definitely it is hustle, definitely it is grinding, it's networking, it's building, but the building blocks, right, it takes a lot of, uh, a lot of time to really create this foundational aspect Now, that and all is great, but how long are you going to do that? You can't create a foundation for years and years and years and years and years. I mean, you could, but really looking at how long that foundation takes. Once we've created the foundation, right, once we've created the the structure, then everything else can come into into play. So self-care, resting, all of these things. But what I wanted to point out is also if we, you know, if we want to create behaviors, that are really, you know, stable for ourselves, which is the, um, which is the, the part of discipline, right? We need an environment that is also really stable and predictable. So for example, okay, we want to sleep better. However, if we want to sleep better, we're going to into our bedrooms with our phone or with the lights on or with the tele on. We are not creating conditions for sleep to come through naturally. Or for example, if we're doing a yoga practice, right, and we've got so many things on our brain and we've got this never ending to do list and we literally, you know, um, we, we are multitasking as we're doing yoga. The other day I heard this guy, he, we were having a talk in Clubhouse and he's like, yeah, I'm just finishing up, finishing up my yoga practice. And I was like, huh? Yeah. Wait, like, how can you do a yoga practice while you're doing something else? Right. So it's like, we're <laughs> yeah. while you're on clubhouse so like multitasking <laughs> when we actually have to single task and we have to create yeah. the conditions for yoga to arise. We have to create conditions for focus to arise. We have to create conditions for rest to arise. So these conditions that we create is also a part of our environment and really looking at our environment. And that environment can be the people around us. It could be, right, our, our families, our children, our peers, our mentors, our coaches, our, our students, our clients, because also our environment plays a huge part of our enlightenment. Community, community is, is truly, truly, truly very, very important because we get to elevate each other as well. So that just came to me, you know, really creating our environment, our community, um, because doing this work solo, there's no fun in it. And newer entrepreneurs may think, you know, I have to be alone in doing this work. No, that's what I thought very early on. Like, how am I going to do this by myself? And that's really a coping mechanism when we don't, um, when we don't allow ourselves to be helped. 
isn't it? Like this coping mechanism of, you know what, I can do it all. I'm independent. I'm going to figure this out. Well, it's going to take you years. It's going to take you years. That's what I can, I can, I can say. That's why you need to find a a community of, of like-hearted people that's also moving into that, that maybe similar mission and vision that you have. Just like us, you know, on this podcast, we have a very similar mission and message to bring humanity back to their power through different lenses and different tools, but to assist them in their, in their awakening. Yeah. I think one of my favorite quotes from Tony Robbins is to find someone who has what you, has what you want and do exactly what they did and you will receive exactly what they have. And for some reason, when I heard that years ago, it just stuck with me. I was like, wow, duh. Like, I don't have to hit my head on a wall or be alone or feel like I'm on an island. Like, there's people who are exactly where I want to be that will welcome me with open arms and gladly, you know, assist me through my journey. And once you get past that, I feel a lot of it's ego, too, when we're first starting out. We're just stuck in that, like, I can do everything myself. And when we realize the power of outsourcing and connection, it's like all this magic just starts to unfold. And the people that get brought into your life, I mean, it makes me teary even talking Mm -hmm. about it because it's like, just wow. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of... um... Gay Hendrix's book, The Big Leap, really focusing on your zone of genius. Um, and I think a lot of us tend to be in, in this zone of, I'm going to do it all. And therefore, you know, my work is um, just okay, or this zone of mediocre, then propelling to the zone of excellence. But init- But really, the key is moving up, leveling to your zone of genius, which means that you do have to have a team and you do have to have people who are also just as excited for your mission as you are so that you, as I call it the CEO, you as the CEO can focus on truly what you are here to do instead of wearing all the different hats within your business. You get to delegate. And maybe this starts very slowly, right? Maybe you just hire, um, you know, someone who can assist you a couple of hours a week. But then you're going to start to create a team that's also really going to help you with this mission and vision to bring you into places and spaces that perhaps you could not do solo. And so I think stepping into our zone of genius also means that we need to be ready to let go of 90% of the things that we are doing that is not really helping us. You know, we're so afraid to let go. Or I can do this quicker, or I can do this the best, right? And again, that's a, a, a coping mechanism where we may not be able to trust others in a way that perhaps we could do something in a quicker or, or, or faster way. But, you know, every day is a, is a battle of just saying yes to things that really matter. What are you saying yes to? Mm. And, um, and then also, you know, focusing on that. And that in itself is a practice. Focusing is a practice. Yeah. And I think it's so important, too, to make sure that your yeses are aligning with where you want to be and we're not just 
you know, saying yes to people, please, or saying yes, because it's convenient. But truly, like, when we say yes, is this where we want to be? Like, is this yes going to align us with where we are headed or where we want to have that end goal be? Yeah. And the question I guess we can ask here, if we, if we ever feel, you know, well, what do I say to this? Is this opportunity, is it taking you to your goal? And so it's really, really essential that you identify a goal. And if the answer is yes, then do it. And if you are feeling any sort of, "Mm, I don't know, you have to trust your gut. You really have to trust your gut and, and work with saying no, because your no's, every time you say no, it is going to actually open spaciousness for you to say more yeses. And on an intellectual level, you know, the listener can be, well, how, how is that possible? Try it. Keep trying it. In 2019, um, um, my, my biggest word that I was using was the word no. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. And what I did by saying no to many, many things, many opportunities, because it didn't align with my end goal. It really didn't. And what I opened up was I opened this spaciousness where I had more time, more energy, more zest, and more of this this excitement to say yes to things that really, truly mattered to me. So it's not about, you know, quantity. It's really about quality. It really is. And these practices, you know, they're very like, yes, they're quite intricate um, and they could be quite esoteric, but really it's simplicity can you make everything simple and there's so much beauty and simplicity and somehow as humans we just make it this giant puzzle Mm -hmm. instead of really stripping it down to just the beauty of just being naked and being able to look at you know, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to get. If it is not in alignment with that, I am going to say no and saying no is okay. Like you don't have to have guilt or shame tied to that answer. Um, people respect that and understand that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like you said, you know, if, if we are, if we have been brought up in a way that, you know, it feels quite guilty to say no, um, you you just have to retrain yourself in a way that allows you to be aligned with your intention. Intention is really, really key. You know, the intention behind whatever it is that you are doing. So if we've been brought up in a way that, you know, oh, I could never say no because this is a family uh, member or this is my spouse or whatever it is. First, you have to really, really get clear about what it is that you want and also what it is that you do not want. So if you're saying yes to something that you do not want in the long run, that's more detrimental. There's more resentment. There's more guilt in that instead of the 30 seconds of courage where you say, thank you for the opportunity, but not right now. And that's it. And you bless them with love and they will appreciate it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really important, too, that a lot of times if we can't give 100% of ourselves, then, you know, there's 
we're not able to do that, people understand they would rather have you say no than do a half-assed job or not give yourself or not be able to come 100%. And sometimes in our lives, like we're just at a space that our plates are full and that's okay. Like it's totally understandable and everyone gets that. Yeah. You know, I call that creating really bold boundaries with, with yourself, you know? Yeah. Which boundaries are yes. necessary? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so important. That's a whole nother yeah. podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, I know that we went a little over today and I appreciate you doing that. I could talk to you forever. We might have to do a part two on boundaries, I feel. <laughs> Let's do it. Yes. Okay. So where can the audience connect with you? And then I'm also going to put in the show notes for you guys, um, all the deets, links, super easy ways that you can connect directly. But for now, if you are just itching and can't wait, where can, where's the best spot that people can connect and message you and ask questions about today's yes, episode? Yes, absolutely. Really simple. You can find me on my Instagram at bbosnack. That's my full name. Or you can check out my website, bbosnack.com. Oh, and before we go, I have to know, I love, I love names that you don't hear very often. Is there a story behind your name? There is, actually. Um, so, <laughs> yes, when I was 16, I gave myself the name B. So B is okay. my, I would say, my avatar, my persona. Um, and I gave myself the, the name B because I look at bees in such a way that they are so free. And they, they, they you know, resemble duality, the light and the dark. And the reason why I gave myself the name B was I have a Turkish name and it's very, very hard for people to pronounce it. And I grew up in uh, North London, uh, the UK, and many people would just butcher my name all the time. And so my, my mates would just call me B, just like B, the letter B. And um, I said, you know what? Instead of just calling me the letter B, I'm actually right now writing my name as the B, as the bug. And it just went from there. And I've had, you know, B as my name since then. And it was just uh, me. It was kind of a way to accommodate people instead of, you know, butchering yeah. my name. Um so yeah. I just, yeah, I gave myself uh, the, the name B when I, yeah, back, back in um, high school. I know the minute I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. I wonder if her parents have a story about a B or if this is like a spiritual name that is given. So I was like, yes, yeah. I gave it to myself. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. Okay. Totally off topic, but I had to know. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you so much again for taking the time to be on the show today. And we will definitely be in touch. And I'm so serious. We should do a boundaries episode. I absolutely love that Absolutely. Idea. Courtney, thank you so much for having me. Truly. Beautiful. Thank you. Keep doing the work you're doing, girl. Isn't she amazing? I told you. So I really feel that the takeaways from today would be to just set aside some time throughout the day. What Make it the same time. Mine personally is my morning routine. I feel that if I do not have my morning routine or I skip it a day, my entire day is off. I need that time to set intention for what I'm going to do that day. I need my time to meditate or do my yoga or whatever my intention is for that morning and really 
tap into how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling blocked somewhere, do I need to shake? Do I need to do a little longer yoga sesh? Do I need to hop into some Kundalini? Do I need to journal? Really acknowledging without judgment where you're at for the day. And some days you're going to wake up a little feel a little off. And some days we're going to wake up and just feel ready to conquer the world. And wherever you're at, just meet yourself there and give yourself what you need. And this is the definition of self-care and making sure that you're rested, making sure that your body is ready to thrive. I highly encourage you guys reaching out to B. She is so amazing. She is a wonderful woman just to have in your circle and she is more than happy to chat with you, talk with you. So don't be afraid to reach out on the gram, connect. And like always, I just push you to try something new this week. Add something new into your routine that is aligning with your end goal. And if you don't have an end goal, that's okay. Sit down and make one this week week. Really think about what you're working for because if we don't have an end goal, we start to kind of spin and go on that hamster wheel. So it's so important to know what is that mountain you're climbing? What's that peak that you're trying to reach? And then set aside stepping stones along the way. I love to do with my coaching clients a thing. I actually call it the mountain plan because I'm so visual and this is the NLP coach in me coming out, but to visualize that you have a mountain, right? And you have a little flag at the top and that is your long-term goal. But along the way, we have these short-term goals. And so to truly identify the short-term goals and what it's going to take to get to the long-term goals. And then to celebrate, to get into that feeling of, oh my gosh, I just did that five months ago. That was not even plausible. Like I didn't even think that was a thing. And now here we are. Instead of getting that empty feeling of, oh, I got to go on to what's next. I got to keep on plowing. But to really just get in that state of gratitude and exactly Exactly like what B was talking about was if you can't care for a thousand dollars, how is the universe God source going to grab you a million dollars and be like, here you go, take care of this. So I just encourage you, no matter where you're at in your journey, to just get in a state of gratitude. Be so thankful for where you're at right now and work with what you have because we can always start from scratch. No matter what your dream is, no matter what your goal is, you are capable of it, girl. 